Good morning. Welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. I am Carol Kleibaker, your announcer for this, the sixth Sunday after Pentecost. The Reverend James Troike is our guest pastor and will deliver today's message. Assisting in the worship service is the organist, Mrs. Susan Sinegar, and the acolytes are Caitlin Kleibaker and Jack Goodman. Today's broadcast is sponsored by Raymond and Aline Spray and dedicated to the glory of God. Our opening hymn today is Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing, verses 1 and 2 on page 686 of the Lutheran Service Book. Again, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing, verses 1 and 2 on page 686 of the Lutheran Service Book. In Jesus' name, good morning. For those of you who can't remember back to October 23rd of last year, that was the last time I was here to celebrate the installation of your new pastor. My name is Jim Troike. I come from Kimberlin City, been retired eight years now, and still enjoy being retired, and especially enjoy coming to Freistadt to share the word of God with you and to see so many friendly and happy faces. So I have some announcements to read. First of all, those with health concerns that we include in our prayers, Melba McCord, Nancy McRoberts, Mary Fritz, Ella Kleibaker, Flora Oberman, Landreth Worm, Donna, Dana Robb, Erwin Krieger, Ernest Shane, Janice Meyer, Myron Reed, Rosa Marie Griman, Carol McIntyre, Marilyn Stewart, Elmer Kaiser, Oren Fritz, Ethel Helmkamp, Dan Haines, or Haines, excuse me, Dale Chapman, Joan Haines, Becky Morgan, Addison Trokey, Harry Clanton, John Fritz, and Andy Morgan. And also we remember the family of Harold Clanton at the death of his father. Those celebrating anniversaries are Glenn and Kim Menning, who will celebrate 37 years of marriage on July 19th. And Philip and Debbie Trokey will celebrate 38 years of marriage on July 20th. Janice Meyer celebrates her 84th uh, birthday on July 19th. For announcements, there will be a reception held for Steve and Elaine Griman today at 2 o'clock in the Trinity Lutheran Fellowship Hall. On Wednesday, July 19th, there will be a family game night at the school. Bring your favorite games and come and enjoy an evening of fun. On July 20th to the 22nd, there is a TEA garage sale in the Fellowship Hall. On Friday, July 21st, is Stone's Prairie Picnic, with the festivities beginning at 6 p.m. And as always, you are invited to join us each week for Sunday School and Bible Class at 8.45 each Sunday morning. Our service today is based on Jesus' telling of the parable of the sower. 
although some people call it the parable of the soils and other people have other names for it. But it is, and I hope to convince you of this, really the parable of the sower. And the most important words of the parable are the very first ones. It begins this way, a sower went out to sow. Talking about seeds, of course, and not cloth. The Old Testament lesson tells us about the power of God's word because that's where the power is. Just as with the sower and the seed, the power to grow is in the seed, not in the sower. And the epistle from Romans chapter 8 reminds us all that we are the children of God, that we are the good soil on which the seed has already fallen. We've got it made because we are heirs of the kingdom and we thank God for that. Our opening hymn is number 868, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing, and we'll sing the first two stanzas. I invite you to rise in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. And you forgave the iniquity of my sin. O Almighty God, merciful Father, 
I, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess unto you all my sins and iniquities, with which I have ever offended you, and justly deserved your temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them, and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy, and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor Almighty God in his mercy has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake forgives you all your sins. So then in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. As for man, his days are like grass. He flourishes like a flower in the field. For the wind passes over it and it is gone. And its place knows it no more. But the steadfast love of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him righteousness to children's children to those who keep his covenant and remember to do his commandments the lord has established his throne in the heavens and his kingdom rules over all glory, glory be, to, be the to the father and to the son and to the holy spirit, spirit as, as it was in the beginning, beginning is, is now, now and will be forever, forever. Amen. amen the lord is merciful and gracious Blessed Lord, since you have caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning, grant that we may read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, 
that, by, by, that we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Old Testament reading is from Isaiah chapter 55, verses 10 through 13. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return there, but water to the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth, it shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it, for you shall go in, in joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and the hills before you shall break forth into singing, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorn shall come up the cypress, instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle, and it shall make a name for the Lord, an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. This is the word of the Lord. So Pastor Trokey told us that today we are going to hear a parable. Do you guys know what a parable is? What is it? What is it, Cordell? That's right. A parable was a story that Jesus used um, to explain things to his followers. And today we are going to hear about the parable of the sower. And it's not the type of sower that makes clothes. This is the type of sower that sows seeds. They plant seeds in the ground. And in this story, those seeds, what do you think those might be? The seeds are actually God's word. And what do you think the soil might be? All different kinds of soil. We have all different kinds of, what do you think, Cordell? People, that's right. 
The sower plants in four types of soil in this story, and these four types of soil represent the different choices that we have in our lives to respond to God's word when we hear it preached by Pastor Trochi and when we read it in the Bible. So the first type of soil was the hard ground. How do seeds grow when you put them out on hard ground? If you just walked outside your front door and just threw them out there, how would they grow, Cohen? Would they grow very good? You think? They might for a little while, but they don't really have any place to take root, right? So they're really not going to get really big and bloom fully. So we may be distracted when we come to church. We may be worried. And so we may be here and we may hear God's word, um, but we don't really listen or we, we listen, but we might not actually hear what God's word is telling us. And that's what it's like when the seed falls on the hard ground. The other type, the second type of ground was the rocky ground. How do seeds grow when they're thrown out on the rock? How do you think they might grow? What do you think? Are they going to grow at all, Keaton? Oh, it depends on if there's dirt or not. Well, if we just throw them straight out, and, and there's some dirt, but there's rocks underneath, they're really not going to grow to their full potential, right? Um, that is like, it takes root at first, um, but it can't grow for long because the soil is not deep enough to grow. And that's like when we hear the word and we get really excited and we, we understand what it says, but then we don't go out and practice that in our daily lives. So then we have the soil that has weeds. How many of you have seen weeds at your house? Do you like the weeds? Do your parents like having the weeds at your house? No. Why is that, Cohen? What's wrong with those weeds? Because you have to sow. You have to pull them, right? What happens if you let the weeds grow out in your yard or in your garden? What's going to happen eventually, Cordell? That's right. They take all the nutrients from the other plants and eventually those good plants aren't able to grow. So when the seed fell out among the weeds, the weeds choked the seed out. And for us, that may be we go out and we try to do the right thing. We try to do what God says. And, but we continue to do the same sins over and over. We let those sinful weeds um, choke out the good things in our life. Now, what was the fourth type of soil? What do you think it was? What do you think? What do you think, Gracie? It was the good soil. That's right. And we have good soil in our lives when we hear God's word, and then we put it into practice in our lives. How can you guys put God's word into practice in your life? What do you think, Cohen? That's right. We pray. How else can we put God's word into practice in our lives? What do you think, Keenan? By going to church? Excellent. How else can we put God's word into practice in our lives, Carly? How about every time we play nice with our friends? Is that putting God's word into practice in our lives? What do you think, Jackson? What else? Give, okay, by giving hugs when someone's sad. How about listening to our parents? Is that putting God's word into practice? It is. So what was the thing that was in common in each one of those uh, types of ground? 
What did we have that was the same? Mackay, what did we have to have in each story? We had to have the seed, right? And who is it that's giving us that seed? God is. And Pastor Trokey is going to tell us more about that in his message today. So let's bow our heads and let's pray. Repeat after me. Dear Jesus, we want to be like the good soil. Help us to listen to God's word and put it into practice in our daily life. In your name we pray, amen. The epistle reading is from Romans chapter 8, verses 12 through 17. So then, brothers, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if you, by the Spirit, you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons, by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Please rise. This is the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 13th chapter. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea. And great crowds gathered about him, so that he got into a boat and sat down. And the whole crowd stood on the beach. And he told them many things in parables, saying, a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seeds fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured them. Other seeds fell on rocky ground where they did not have much soil, and immediately they sprang up since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched, and since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and produced grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears, let him hear. A little bit later, to his disciples, Jesus explained, Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This is what was sown along the path. As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. 
Yet he has no root in himself, but endures for a while. And when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately he falls away. As for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and it proves unfruitful. As for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it. He indeed bears fruit and yields, in one case a hundredfold, in another sixty, and in another thirty. This is the gospel of the Lord. Please be seated to sing hymn 584. Again, that hymn is number 584, Faith and Truth and Life Bestowing, page 584 in the Lutheran Service Book. Lord, lay some soul upon my heart and love that soul through me. And may I always do my part to win that soul for thee. Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. I have a pond in my yard. It's one that I made myself. It's just about 300 gallons. It's above ground, landscape timbers and a tarp. And, and I have some water lilies in it and have a filter for it. And, and I have some goldfish in it. And uh, it's a kind, of a kind of a fun thing for me. I enjoy my pond. And, it rewards me with some nice water lily blossoms and so forth. But about 10 years ago, I kind of thought that I would like to have some lotus growing in the pond. I, don't, I haven't seen any lotus around here, but they're the water lilies where the pods grow out of the water. 
looks like water lilies and then the water disappeared and there's up and I thought it'd be wonderful anyway. And my wife got me some lotus seeds, little round things. And uh, I didn't get around to planting them right away. And a year went by, then two years, and there they were on my shelf. Looked at them every day. Someday I've got to get them out into the pond, see if they'll grow for me, give me some lotuses. Pretty soon it was five years, still sitting on the, sitting on the shelf. And, and uh, three years ago, on this particular weekend, I had the privilege of preaching in Isabella. And those seeds still had not been planted, and I thought they'd make a nice object lesson, so I took them with me. And I told them I had a complaint. My wife got me these seeds, and they never did grow. Well, there was one lady in the congregation that was quick to point out the mistake that I had made. You've got to plant them if you want them to grow. Well, I knew that. But you know, when you don't do something, there's always somebody standing around ready to tell you what you should have done. And when you do something, there's always somebody standing around telling you you shouldn't have done it that way. When I got home, I threw the seeds away. Never did plant the lotuses. And I'm still a happy man. The parable of the sower begins with the words, a, man, a sower went out to sow. And you realize if you don't have that sentence, you don't have the rest of the parable. Nothing else happens if the seed doesn't get sown. One of the things you and I have to do as we study God's word, and especially the parables, is we have to figure out where do we fit in this parable? What's this parable about, and am I in it? Well, it turns out I am, and so are you. And the understanding of this parable was given to me when I attended a funeral about 35 years ago in Colorado. A pastor had died up north in Littleton, and, and a bunch of us went up to the funeral. And the text for the sermon of that funeral was a parable, not this particular one, but the pastor began with saying this, in order to understand parables of the kingdom, you always begin with this sentence, when the kingdom of God is at work, these are the results you can expect. So, in the parable of the sower, when the kingdom of God is at work and the word is sown, you can expect that not all of it is going to find a good landing place. Not all of it is going to be effective because of where it falls. But some of it is, and that's a great blessing. You are here today, 
because the seed fell on good soil when it came your way. And it has grown, and it has produced. That's why Jesus could tell us in the epistle for today through the writing of St. Paul that you are children of God and you are heirs of salvation. This is all taken care of. You are not the soil in the parable of the sower, not anymore. You and I are the sowers. Yep. A sower went out to sow, and if that doesn't happen, there is no more parable. And the kingdom doesn't grow and the word can't produce if the sower doesn't sow. Which is why I came here today to tell you about the world's worst evangelist. It's not me, although it could be. But this was a man in my third parish, a rural parish. His name was Pete. At least that's what everyone called him, but his real name was Oscar. He got the name Pete in parochial school because he had given a wrong answer one time, and the answer he gave was Pete, and that name stuck with him for the rest of his life. Even his wife called him Pete. Everybody called him Pete. He lived his whole life on the farm where he was born, that his parents had farmed and his grandparents had farmed. He was an outstanding church member, and about 10 years before I got there, the pastor had gotten together a group of people in order to form an evangelism committee and he was going to teach them the Kennedy method of evangelism. That's the one where you ask the two questions and then proceed to give a presentation about the gospel uh, to the person that you're visiting. It's a, a wonderful thing, uh, absolutely wonderful. And, uh, but when that pastor left, of course, the whole thing kind of was put on the table and, and never was done again, except by Pete. Pete kept making calls. When I got there, he called me one afternoon. And he says, Pastor, I'm going to go call on a lady tonight, and I think you should come along. Are you free? And I was, and so we went together. And in the driveway, Pete said, Pastor, I think we should have a prayer before we go in. So we did. And then we went in to meet this lady who was a widow living about a mile from our rural congregation. Nice lady. We did the chit-chat that you're supposed to do before you get into the message. And finally, Pete squared up his shoulders and he said, Now, I have something I want to tell you and ask you. And then you won't believe this. He reached into his pocket and he got out his crumpled three-by-five cards 
And he read to this lady. He read her the questions. He read her the Bible passage. He left out some words. He uh, had a kind of a halting voice, and his hands were shaking the whole time. And I'm sitting there rolling my eyes and saying, oh my goodness, I took this training and the first thing they tell you is you've got to get rid of the cards, you've got to have this memorized, you've got to make it sound like it's coming from your heart. You see, whenever you do something, there's always someone sitting nearby ready to criticize what you have done. I thought to myself, when we get back in the car, I'm going to gently tell Pete, you better not make any more calls. At least till he had everything memorized. We ended with a prayer. Got in the car. And I decided not to say anything then. I'd wait for a better moment. But obviously, I was in the presence of the world's worst evangelist. But guess who showed up in church on Sunday? The lady we had visited. She was there the Sunday after. And the Sunday after, I think, but I don't exactly remember, I think she did join the church eventually, but I can't be too sure because the memory isn't that good. But you know, I learned something from the world's worst evangelist. I learned that the seed has to be sown and that the power is not in the method and not in the sower, but it is in the seed. That's God's part of the process, his mighty powerful, saving word. That's where the power is. The sower has nothing to do with the effect of the seed except that the seed has to be sown. And after all is said and done, it doesn't really matter how the seed is sown. Just that you and I sow it. Heard a story about a lady in Chicago that lived in a high rise and every morning she would take out a hundred slips of paper and she'd write on them, Jesus loves you, Jesus loves you. When she was done, she'd open her window and throw them out. First heard that story, 
I thought, boy, that's dumb. And it's littering besides. Because you see, whenever you do something, there's always someone standing around ready to tell you that you did it wrong. Drove by St. John's Monette this morning, and one of the new things there is they've got a lighted church sign flashing picture of the pastor, and, and it's kind of like a movie marquee, and I'm thinking, huh, you know, I don't know if that's very Lutheran or not. Because whenever you do something, there's always somebody driving by ready to tell you you shouldn't have done it. Why did Pete do what he did? Those crumpled cards, that shaking voice, those shaking hands. What was his motivation? No one ever knew he did it, except the time I was along with him. As far as I know, he did it till the day he died. I think it was this. Pete was a man who loved his Lord and believed with his whole heart that he was a child of God bound for heaven. And Pete loved people and wanted all of them to be in heaven with him. I truly believe that was the motivation of the world's worst evangelist. And I truly believe there are people in heaven today because the word he so poorly sowed took root in their heart. Lord, lay some soul upon my heart and love that soul through me. And may I always do my part to win that soul for thee. I'd like to commend that hymn to you and urge you to make it your prayer each day. You could try saying it with me. Lord, lay some soul upon my heart and love that soul through me. And may I always do my part to win that soul for thee. One more time. Lord, Lay some soul upon my heart and love that soul through me and may I always do my part to win that soul for thee. In Jesus, amen. The peace of God which passes understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, amen. We rise to confess our faith with the words of the Nicene Creed.
I believe in, I believe one, God, in one God, the Father, the Father Almighty, Almighty, Maker of heaven, maker and, of heaven and earth, and of all things, of all things visible, visible and invisible, and, invisible, and, in, one and Lord, in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only begotten, the only begotten Son of God, Son of God begotten, of, begotten his of His Father before all worlds, God of God, God, of God light of light, 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 very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. After the third day, he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshiped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Please be seated for the offering. A cake and punch reception will be held for Steve and Elaine Griman today at 2 p.m. in the Trinity Lutheran Fellowship Hall. Come and join in thanksgiving for their many years of service to Trinity Lutheran Church and School. On June 2nd, the school board met and voted to hire a part-time replacement for Mr. Griman. Candidates will be in interviewed um, and an update will be given at the next voters meeting. During the month of July, Trinity Lutheran School in Freistadt is having a food drive to stock the school kitchen for the 2017-18 school year. Both food and monetary donations are welcome. Items that are needed include number 10 cans of fruit and vegetables, peaches, pears, fruit cocktail, applesauce, green beans, corn, baked beans, condiments such as mild cheese sauce, ketchup, sliced pickles, spear pickles, mayonnaise, mustard, and ranch dressing, french fries, and tater tots. All of those are needed for the school lunch program. After school starts, fresh fruits and veggies are welcome. The Trinity Education Association, or TEA, will have a garage sale in the Fellowship Hall on July 20th and 22nd. No donations are needed at this time, but spread the word so we can have lots of shoppers. On July 19th, there will be a family game night at school. Bring your favorite game and come and enjoy an evening of fun. The activities begin at 6 p.m. And now we return to the collection of the offerings and the preparation for Holy Communion.
Lord of the church, grant faithfulness and skill to those who labor in your harvest. We especially ask your blessing upon all teachers and ministers of your word, that they may boldly proclaim your truth in love. O Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord of all, you desire that all be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth, we ask that you would give to us and your church at large the desire to share the gospel of Christ with those outside the church. By your spirit, turn them to you, the one true God, that in their Savior they find life and salvation. O Lord, in your mercy, Lord of each day, in our everyday lives, help us to see our vocations as blessed callings from you. Lead us to daily do your will and serve our neighbor in response to your love for us. O Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord of the nations, you instruct us to pray for our leaders and those in authority. Thus, we pray for those in our government. Grant them wisdom and guidance that they may govern justly and in ways that are pleasing in your sight. Grant peace in our land that your word may be proclaimed freely. O Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Lord of body and soul, we commend into your loving care those who are suffering physically or spiritually among us. According to your gracious will, grant them healing, restoration, and wholeness. Give them peace in knowing that you are with them always. O Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Into your hands we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy and your promise to hear us for the sake of the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. The communion liturgy continues from page 194. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks unto the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord who overcame the assaults of the devil and gave his life as a ransom for many, that with cleansed hearts we might be prepared joyfully to celebrate the Paschal Feast in sincerity and truth. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying,
Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Jesus Christ, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also, he took the cup when he had supped. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the remission of sins. This do as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Trinity's Children's Sunday School and Adult Bible Classes meet at 8.45 a.m. each Sunday in the school. A men's Bible study meets at 6.30 a.m. each Wednesday morning in the chapel. Several ladies' Bible studies meet during the week in surrounding areas. For more information, call the church office at 417-235-7300. Again, that number is 417-235-7300. The Lutheran Hour is our church's witness to the public marketplace. Today's message is the power of a given spirit-given adoption and is based on Romans chapter 8, verses 12 to 17. It has been our pleasure to bring you this worship service from Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. We pray that you have benefited spiritually from this service and invite you to worship with us next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. 
If you are not able to be with us in person, we invite you to listen by means of this radio station or on BreistetRadio.com. We commend you to the loving care of our gracious Heavenly Father. May His love surround you and His mercy be evident to you in all things. You can continue to listen on the podcast on radio, or excuse me, on BreistetRadio.com. We will soon return you to the studios of KKBL as the congregation begins to take communion. Have a wonderful week. The first communion hymn will be Hark the Voice of Jesus Calling, page number 827 in the Lutheran Service Book. Again, Hark the Voice of Jesus Calling, page number 827.
next communion hymn is Jesus Comes Today with Healing, page 620 in the Lutheran Service Book. Again, Jesus Comes Today with Healing, page 620.
The next communion hymn is Speak, O Lord, Your Servant Listens, on page 589 of the Lutheran Service Book. Again, Speak, O Lord, Your Servant Listens, page number 589.
give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord be with you. Bless we the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Please be seated for stanzas three and four of hymn 686. Again, the closing hymn is Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing, page number 686, verses 3 and 4. The school board now has a presentation to make to Mr. Steve Griman as he will be leaving our congregation and going to a new school. ...to be with you today. There's a presentation to be made, but you'll want to tell your pastor when he comes back that he owes you 18 minutes. I'm sure he'll be glad to make up for that in the following weeks. Let's have our presentation now. on. Steve and Elaine, would you mind joining us up here? As I'm sure that you all are aware, uh, Steve has accepted a call, and so Steve and Elaine will be leaving us at the end of the month. Um, Steve and Elaine have faithfully served our congregation and our school 
uh, for the past six years in a variety of different roles, both in the church and the school. Um, and so in recognition of that service and your dedication, we, we'd like to present you with this plaque. And uh, on behalf of the school board and the students and the faculty and staff and the congregation of Trinity Freistadt, I'd like to say thank you very much. Anything else that needs to come before us today? Maybe that was a no. I don't know. Very good. Let's just do it one more time in case you forgot. Lord, lay some soul upon my heart and love that soul through me. And may I always do my part to win that soul for thee. Amen. Blessings on you all, and thank you so much for having me.